Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Emotionally Intelligent Parenting Podcast. You guys know who I am, Stephanie Pinto. I'm your host, and I am very excited you're here because I have a really cool new episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking about this one mistake that so many of us humans make when it comes to emotions and emotional intelligence. And I'm here to shine the light on it and go look at what we are doing. Look how it is really not serving us. And it is causing us probably a lot of stress and um, creating disagreements, arguments, and um, sometimes making us feel really triggered when we don't have to be. So, There's one mistake that I see so many people make and I make it too. Don't worry. You guys know I'm like in this, I'm in the bucket as well. (laughs) I'm, I'm still learning this stuff, even though I talk about it, write about it, read about it all the time. And so this, um, this mistake is that we think, we think we are so good at recognizing emotions in other people and then using that information to guide our actions and our decisions and how we show up and how we respond. We think we are so good at noticing when people are upset or if they're okay, if they're calm, if they're stressed, if they're disappointed, if they're angry, we think we're pretty like we, we get it right. You know, we've, we've learned, we've probably been taught all the different emotions. Um, some of us have, some of us haven't, but then what our brain does is goes, yep, I get how that person's feeling. I get their facial expression. I get what they're saying and I know exactly how they are feeling. Unfortunately, I am here to tell you (laughs) that a lot of the time we are actually misreading and misinterpreting cues from people. And this can be kids. This can be our own kids. This could be our partner or spouse. It can be people at work can be extended family, anyone, like any human, we don't even realize we're doing it. We just take it as, you know, (laughs) we just think we know what we're doing. So we don't realize that a lot of the time, what we, what our brain is doing is picking up particular cues from people and making assumptions and judgments about how they're feeling and what they mean when they're talking. So this is like super emotional intelligence stuff. It's not like directly related to the parenting context. It does, it does impact that for sure. But um, this is real deep emotional intelligence stuff. So this is kind of what I love, (laughs) part of what I love. So if we can accurately read nonverbal cues like facial expression, tone of voice, body language, this stuff makes social interaction possible. And it, it allows us to build relationships, right? So it's it's really beneficial for us to know how to do this. There are so many different facets of communication that are kind of weaving into this web and help us to understand or, or make um, inferences, I guess, about what people, you know, how people are feeling, how our kids are or our, or our partner. Um, and then, like I said, we adjust ourselves and our behavior in response to that. So the thing is, as I said before, we are very prone to making mistakes and misunderstanding and misinterpreting people's emotional state. Very interestingly. And by the way, guys, this is not just my opinion. This is backed by research. Um, I'm going to do, I think, a separate podcast episode on something called the ruler 
approach to emotional intelligence and raising emotionally healthy children. The ruler approach was created by Professor Mark Brackett, and he's a professor in Yale University's Child Study Center and the founding director of Yale Center of, for Emotional Intelligence. So there is a lot of research, oodles of research that goes into emotional intelligence now because we know how powerful and practical and critical these skills are for people. Something that I want to touch on is attribution bias. And if you haven't heard of that word, it is just a fancy term that describes how our brain will observe someone else's behavior and very often wrongly attribute their behavior to our own emotional state. So we see someone doing or saying something and based on our own emotional state in that moment, we will make assumptions and judgments. Think about when you're in a great mood and your child says something silly or rude or hurtful or they're uncooperative and you think, oh, well, you know, he's only five, you know, can't expect him to cooperate all the time. I've got to be a little bit fun and silly and playful and engage him. When you are in one of those cranky, snappy, snippy, frustrated moods, everything that can go wrong has gone wrong and it's only 9 a.m. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. You have those moments where you're on edge and you're, you know, close to being triggered and your child could do or say the same thing and you interpret their behavior very differently. He's being a little brat, you know, he's putting it on, he's just trying to wrap me around his finger, how rude and hurtful, what a disrespectful kid. Like we can, our brain can go very far down that rabbit hole, can't it? We can kind of get sucked in our own <laughs> emotional state and make up a whole lot of stories that support what we think that person is doing and why they're doing it. So my point is we need to be aware that number one, we're making a lot of errors in judgment when we are trying to read people's emotional state. And that causes us to often, um, you know, fall into an argument or a power struggle, disagreement, or even a fight. You know, those moments when you haven't talked to your significant other for 24 hours and no one wants to, <laughs> no one wants to give in. Guess, like, have a think about what goes through your head, what stories you're telling yourself and what judgments you're making about what he or she said or did. We have to understand about the attribution bias as well. That is what our brain is doing for us. We need to acknowledge it and start to override it because we're in control, not our brain. So something else that I think is really, really powerful that I want you to take away from this episode is you need to allow for the possibility that you can be wrong. We just need to open our awareness and acceptance to that. There are so many times when I have misjudged something that my husband has said or done and I've gotten really upset about it. And he's like, no, I just meant it matter of factly. Don't read into it. I'm just not ready or I just need more time or I just don't want to. You know what I mean? You need to allow for the possibility that you can be wrong. And very often you will be wrong. And don't take it personally because it's your brain and the way it's wired. It's doing it for you. So think about a smile, right? When we read emotions in someone else, imagine a smile. This could be happiness, yes. It actually could be nervousness. It could be um, discomfort. You know, when you're really uncomfortable, sometimes you smile. Sometimes people do that. It could be anxiety. It could even be anger. Different type of smile. Think about different smiles. Sometimes you can smile when you are really pissed off and you're just holding it together. And you're like, later, 
we are going to talk about this on the way home. (laughs) I smiled a lot and I was super anxious. Like I just had this undercurrent of anxiety and I smiled a lot and I was masking and I was hiding it. Also, you guys, do you guys know about the nod and smile thing? You know, when you nod and smile, but you're thinking something completely the opposite. Like, hey, do you want to go see this movie? And you're like, "Mm -hmm." but inside you're like, hell no, I hate scary movies. (laughs) maybe you're trying to impress the other person. Maybe it's a, you know, a young boyfriend or girlfriend. That was probably me. I was like, yeah, sure. And inside I was like, please God, no. (laughs) Gritted teeth can mean different things based on the context. Think about gritted teeth in a grand final like that. um, You know, that urge to like run out there and kick the goals or um, shoot the hoops, whatever it is that energy that you've got versus an argument with maybe your significant other or maybe your kids. So even those, I'm, my point is, I'm trying to make this point that different facial expressions and different ways that we behave are so open to interpretation. And now that we know about the attribution bias, based on our own emotional state in the moment, we're going to make up stories that match what we feel and what we think. You, you guys will know this happens. You've probably got memories coming up and you think, oh, my, yeah, I do that with my, you know, my kids or my partner or this or that. So something I want to draw your attention to now is that you've got to realize that if you do this to other people, which you do, we do, that's what our brain does, then they are doing it back to you because they have a brain that is wired very similarly. I know we're all wired differently, but generally speaking, we all have that attribution bias. We all read each other's facial expression, tone of voice, body language, gestures, the words that we say. We read all of that and we make assumptions on the fly. Like as we go, we're making these judgments. We're guessing. So obviously if we know people better, the longer we know someone, the more we know them or the more deeply we know them, we're potentially going to be a little bit more accurate, but even still, like I just told you guys, I have moments with my husband where he'll say something and I take it the wrong way. And then I get in a huff (laughs) and he's like, babe, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. (laughs) So we all do this. Notice that you do it to other people and pull yourself up. Be really mindful of it. Now you've got to reflect on your own habits. Also recognize that other people are almost, almost innocently going to be doing it back to you again, because that's the way their brain is wired. If you don't want to blame yourself for doing this, um, which I wouldn't, again, this is what our brain is doing it for us. It has these habits, these cognitive biases. This is what brains do. So we are making errors. We're making wrong judgments. Unfortunately, yes, it can start arguments, disagreements, clashes, fights, So be mindful that you're doing it to other people. I'm teaching my kids this still all the time. Give people the benefit of the doubt and just ask, hey, what I'm hearing is, or hey, did you mean that? Does that make sense? Am I right? Am I on the right track? This is what I'm getting from what you're saying. Or I wonder, are you trying to tell me X, Y, Z? So give people the benefit of the doubt. Notice that your brain does this. And understand that people are going to be doing it to you as well. So can you be clearer with your communication? Can you kind of iron out or um, can you cover sort of some of the grays where you might leave something open to interpretation? Can you let people know, no, I really want to do blah, blah, blah. I really want to help you or I just don't have time, but I would love to. 
ask me again next time, please do just right now. It's a no. So there are so many different ways where we can be much clearer with our communication. And I think something, I mean, that's on us. That's our responsibility, right? We, we don't have to be perfect at it. We're going to misread and misinterpret things. We're human. We'll make mistakes. That's the beauty of repair and, um, you know, checking back in. But something I also want to draw your, your attention to is that tone of voice is one of the biggest giveaways. This is kind of one of the biomarkers or the cues that will shift first when someone is experiencing an emotional change or fluctuation. So I know it in my kids, I know it in myself, my voice goes up when I get emotional <laughs> and it happens in my son as well, it happens in my daughter. Um, the voice goes up in pitch and that, that tone, that tonality change is a big cue to me that something is up. Cause think about it when you are distressed, what does your voice sound like when you're really angry? What does your tone of voice sound like when you're really happy? How's that tone of voice? Um, when you are anxious, what happens to the tone of voice? If you can be more attuned to that and check in and really notice it, that's like a superpower. You start to be able to read people really well, despite what they're saying, you kind of know how they're feeling and what they're thinking. I love this stuff. I hope that you found this episode really interesting and, and educational, but also entertaining maybe. <laughs> um, I just think if we can stop making that one mistake of assuming that we know what people are thinking and feeling all the time. If we can stop thinking that we're so good at recognizing emo emotions in others, because we're not, <laughs> then we're going to be able to deepen our relationships with people. We're going to be able to stop making some of those snap judgments and those stories up in our mind that we then run away with and we get frustrated or upset or hurt. We're going to stop doing that. And we're going to, as I said, give people the benefit of the doubt find out what's really going on, have clear communication. That's just going to make our life that bit smoother and more joyful and calmer. And that's what I think we all want. If you found this episode interesting, I would absolutely love, love, love if you could give it a rating or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, a star rating um, or, or a few words, that would mean the world. It does just help kind of boost this and reach a lot more parents who want to know this stuff and might find it really beneficial. So I'd love if you take like 10 seconds to do that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Please share this podcast with people. I would love also if you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode, it'll pop up in your feed. I'm aiming to do one per week. Let's see how we go. I kind of want to do more, but maybe one and one is enough for now. <laughs> Thank you. And I will see you guys in the next episode. All right. Take care.